So I'm a little bit sleepy because ah. I get up at 6.30. Oh, boy. That's yeah. early, boys. Yeah. yeah. Every day. So I'm drinking coffee cup number two. You're drinking and, the uh, entire cup? Like you, you melted yeah. down the ceramic? Yeah, that's what I mean. Thank you for listening. That's how tired you are. You had to drink the entire mug itself. And welcome to Think Outside the Box. Said it's a podcast about learning to appreciate artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. When and I'm Nathan Hunt. A young boy, my father took me into the city to see a marching band. He did. He said, "Son, when you grow up, would you be the savior of the broken, the beaten, and the damned?" Such a good David Bowie song. That dad needs to chill. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a lot. I mean, I'm all for like coming of age, you know, father son scenes, but that's a little much. Yeah, dog. <laughs> it's like, hey, he uh, said, kid. will you defeat them? What are you talking about, dad? Defeat Your who? demons. All right, oh, okay. come on, easy. <laughs> and all the non believers. What? <laughs> Jihad? What are we talking about? Mm. Infidels. <laughs> the plans that they have made defeat the plans uh we listened to the black parade by my chemical romance we this did. is the penultimate episode in season nine i think outside the box Man, time flies when you're having fun yeah and when you have a short season <laughs> that too um yeah so we listened to the black parade 2006 my chemical romance uh is this it might be their most um successful in terms of just sales album i actually haven't even looked at their sales uh, figures it, it's the one that everyone says is their most popular album i see okay i mean it is it's definitely the one that was the most popular with the teens that i taught in the after school program in philadelphia I see. so you've I heard a lot of these about. songs before then huh uh i probably heard two of these songs a lot um one of them was the one that i just perfect my perfect rendition uh that you just heard mm -hmm. welcome to the black parade the uh e pony mouth song mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and <laughs> that's such a deep thing outside the box set pull. all the way back uh, to, episode go back to episode one, one. <laughs> yeah uh, eponymous um bosh um and then I also actually taught the bonus track, the hidden track oh, of this record. I didn't even listen to it. Yeah. Let alone teach it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting little, little ditty. So those mm -hmm. are the two that I'm the most familiar with. Mm -hmm. I'm just clicking This is kind through. of a pop music album, isn't it? It's probably my sixth favorite David Bowie record, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and just, just looking at the sales figures real quick, it... Went triple platinum in the U.S., uh, which is also what Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge did. So oh, okay. pretty comparable. Seems like uh, sales success anyway. Yeah, this mm -hmm. is... Uh, I had a really good time listening to this album. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It's much more fun and uh, it, catchy to It's me. more acute lyrically, I think. <laughs> I Okay, well, here's the thing. I, I made the choice... 
to not look at the lyrics or prepare in any way. And I definitely did that on purpose. It's a feature, not a bug. And I definitely didn't just do it because I ran out of time. I definitely did it so that uh, the listeners can hear me uh, see and react and experience the lyrics for the first time oh, as they do. lovely. Yeah. So I'm That's sort of going to be fun for everyone. Stand in. Yep. It's, uh, it's a very conscious and considered choice on my part. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what the lyrics are like, but I really enjoyed the music. It was much catchier, um, than the last album and just like theatrical and fun and campy. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's fun on purpose, which I appreciate. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, the, that, the last that one was a bit, long way for me. It, me too honestly like the last one was a little bit serious it was a little bit of a a drudge um but yeah this one's like yeah, come on have some fun yeah what's up come get drinks parade. with us it has, has a lot of that com- camaraderie energy behind it mm-hmm. exactly so yeah. i i enjoy a request that's it's asking for consent <laughs> but come on <laughs> join the fun and as All we right. know, that that is sexy. So, how, yeah. how horny were you for, uh, for this album? Uh, you know, like um, a pleasant buzz. A pleasant buzz. Okay. Is that wait? Is that what you like when um, you get uh, aroused? I you like a nice little buzz. Uh, I uh, a hum a humdrum I was, boogie. I was slightly engorged. I don't know what you want me to say. No, I'm the, you know the humdrum boogie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's when bees oh, just go to town on your whole zone. <laughs> sexy, sexy bees. Mm. Uh, yeah. Should uh, we start talking about songs? I, I guess so. Um, <laughs> so this album, The Black Parade, is about death. There's something on Wikipedia that says um, this is based on singer Gerard Way's notion of death appearing to a person in the form of their fondest memory. In this case, seeing a parade as a child. Yeah. So he saw a parade and he liked it. Um, and uh, so he's he's trying to have a joyous kind of energy around death. And I guess this album is all about sort of accepting death and the character in this album um, is not trying to murder a, a thousand evil souls, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot of Bonnie and Clyde stuff in here. Uh, the character is called the patient, um, which is all extra textual. Um, uh, okay. And the patient is, is dying and uh, just having certain thoughts about death. Uh, some of them grieving and some of them fear and some of them joy. So, mm-hmm. There you go. Those stages of grief. Yeah. Uh, that's what most of the songs are about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... Musically, uh, this album was interesting. There, You keep saying that it's a David Bowie album. Mm-hmm. I heard a lot of uh, uh, Electric Light Orchestra, or ELO. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the Polyphonic Spree. Oh. Sounds a lot like them. Oh, interesting. I was I heard a lot of Queen also. Um, uh, yeah, more of those Queen style guitar duets and mm-hmm. solos, very sort of operatic. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's one song here that sounds exactly like a David Bowie song. Bowie. Mm, it's called, uh, you know, the song from this, the Black Parade. It's called uh, Gerard Way's in Space. <laughs> That's pretty far out, man. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's would yeah, you say so it's more of a successful fun. concept album? Like, does it actually have its concept in the lyrics? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's good. I mean, it's it's more clearly about death. Um, I don't... It doesn't necessarily do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm... And I'm, like, about to turn 30, so I'm, like, definitely thinking about death a lot, and it's not necessarily resonating with me, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's not what I need to, it didn't help me with anything, but maybe for other people it was. So Cameron, when you get a little um, older like me, that's when you start to, to really appreciate these works of art that uh, are really ruminative <laughs> yeah. and just delve real deep into mortality. Yeah. You know, I, I do think it is interesting that this is their switch. I think from emo into something else like this is a, a decidedly positive album and it is positive about a dark subject, but it is um, leaning into a sort of uh, ironic, but ultimately earnest um, celebration of, uh, of life. Yeah. It looks like uh, Gerard way was around 29 or 30 when this album came out. So yeah, I think think they're kind of growing up and I appreciate that a lot. Totally. Let's talk about let's talk about some songs. Do you want to start with track let's one here? It. The yeah. end. Period. This is the one that sounds exactly like a David Bowie song, and uh, I ran out of time to get the sound sample, but or for the David Bowie song that is. But I have a sound sample for the MCR song, and here is how it goes. All right, let's see if I can do it a live uh, uh, playing of a sample from the song Five Years, which is the opening track off the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. fade out yeah so mm. i heard i heard there's some there's some similarities yeah. there it's in that sort of uh anthemic six eight mm-hmm. um also it has a similar chord progression mm-hmm. um i actually wanted to talk about that that chord progression that you just played is one like a major one chord mm-hmm. followed by a minor six chord uh, followed by a major two chord, which is outside of the chord mm-hmm. progression. Um, and uh, MCR does a similar thing in the end. Oh. Um, do you want to play the sound sample? Um, listen to the third chord in this okay, sample. I'll try. 
Another contusion, my funeral jack. Here's the one chord. My resignation. Minor six, same as the David Bowie. You've got this is a sharp minor four chord. Followed by a minor four chord. So it's, followed, so, so it's actually really similar. Do you say sharp four? A, so it has a sharp four chord that is minor. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll play it on the banjo real quick. Okay. Since I happen to have it here. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a really odd um, chord progression. Yeah. Um, I, you don't typically hear a, uh, a sharp minor four chord. Like it's not a not really precedented in pop music. So um, it's, it's a really bizarre sound. So um, I think the David Bowie song goes like this. This is in a different key because I'm just on the banjo, right. but the, the progression still, it still tracks. So major one, uh, and then a minor six. And then it, uh, I believe the Bowie song goes to um, a major two. And then I think it goes to uh, a flat seven. Mm. Um, but the, uh, the, the end, the MCR song goes major one, minor six, and then it goes, no, it goes to here, mm. <laughs> uh, which is the sharp four oh boy. Um, minor chord. And then it goes down to a... Uh, minor four chord so a more typical progression would be like this wait it does two minor chords Major that one. are a half step apart that's right oh, yeah boy. it's really bizarre that's weird <laughs> yeah usually usually you would hear this this is a typical chord progression um but instead it's really really weird <laughs> that's so bizarre let's um, let's hear it again in the uh, mcr version yeah another contusion my funeral jag is my resignation i'll serve it in drag you've got front row seats to the penitence bar when i grow up i want to be yeah oh boy that melody reminds me a lot of uh, the Bowie song Five Years also. the vo- Like the vocal melody. Yeah. <clears throat> it also uses um, that minor four chord is uh, a very... Uh, you could say it's a musical cliche. I don't necessarily think in a bad way. I don't use that in a... Um, derogatory sense mm. <laughs> um or to be uh but uh that minor four chord to a one chord that cadence we've been talking about cadences a lot lately on the show mm-hmm. but um that is a sort of tried and true sort of melancholy but kind of sickly sweet um uh pop cadence mm-hmm. um you hear it in like creep um I don't belong here. Like that, that moment, mm-hmm. that's a minor four chord going back to the one. Uh, uh, you also hear it a lot in R and B music. Um, like, <laughs> I mean, this is a silly example, but trapped in the closet, is just major one, minor four, major <laughs> one, minor four. It has this like very dramatic sound. And I think they're playing that up. They're like, no, this is like a theatrical drama sound. Um, so, that's cool. It, it's sort of like a minor, 
it's sort of like a minor key amen. We talked about the plagal cadence in the last mm-hmm. episode, which is amen. So this one is the same, but it has a minor four chord. So it's amen. <laughs> so it's just like even more just like, oh, okay, that's like really dripping and uh. <laughs> like uh, uh, real... Uh, Real greasy, oh, ooh. <laughs> greasy, drama, greasy you know. cadences. Yum, yum, yum. Sickly sweet syrup. Wipe off that makeup. What's in is despair. So throw on the black dress. Mix in with a lot. You might wake up and notice you're someone you're not. So gather around, yeah, piggies, and this kiss this goodbye. I'd encourage your smiles. I'll expect you to try. Um. Ah. Uh, um, it sounds like it might be a funeral. Uh, yeah. Another like contusion, the, my funeral jag. Here's my resignation. I'll serve it in drag. I don't you know got front row seats to the penitence ball. When I grow up, I want to be nothing at all. So it kind of hmm. seems, it, it, it kind of seems like the, the patient, if that's what we're calling this character, the, the person who's about to very die. very good at waiting. It seems, yeah, it seems, seems like the patient is uh, having a sort of like, oh, like I can finally like let go of any pretense. I can finally be myself because I'm going to die. Um, oh, huh. And I don't have to care about anything that anyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm not expecting, uh, you know, uh, it's actually the line, I think you misread it. It's uh, at least on the genius that says, I'd encourage your smiles. I'll expect you won't cry. Uh, um, what did I say? Uh, expect you to try, I think. Oh, yes. I, well, Cameron, you found out my great secret. I'm actually illiterate. And uh, <laughs> okay. I have a text-to-speech program I opt- suspected that I misheard. <laughs> of, yeah. of you, my friend with a master's in fine arts <laughs> uh, for creative writing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the cat's out of the bag now. Here is my resignation. I'll serve it in drag. What's a jag so, in this con- my funeral jag? What is a jag in this context? Is it is it Let's check the, the genius. Justice um against what what was that TV show? Justice against something. Do you know you remember that? There's a network TV you're show on your called own, Jag. You're on your own bud. <laughs> Judge oh, yeah, Advocate yeah, yeah, General's yeah. Core. Jag. It was also the name of a Christian uh, rock band. I, a Christian what? Christian rock band was called Jag jag hmm oh no it's an acronym for the band's founder and lead singer john allen gary's oh no that's <laughs> terrible oh so terrible uh but yeah this song so, um so yeah, what is jag in this i, I think this song is effective because in lyrically because um in other songs where it's just feels like it's all poetic bluffs like it's all like a sort of a bunch of imagery that doesn't seem to amount to anything i got a pretty clear picture um hmm. in this even though it's 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 not ex- it doesn't have explicit meaning i feel like it sort of all comes together to form an idea of like this you know this person is dying and there's a sort of freedom in in being able to finally opt out and uh to finally not have to play by the rules anymore um and yeah do what they need to do say what they need to say yeah so i think it if is it is effective in that for me at least um i was gonna damn it 
you you came so close to doing the lyrics from Brave by Katy Perry. I was going to reference it, but then I was too slow. Uh, I don't think I know that song. Oh, it's um, say what you want to say. Fuck, how does it go? Say what you want to say, and let the words sing, fall just out. Sing the Honestly, whole thing real quick. I want to see you be brave. Oh yeah, I know that song. Mm-hmm. But the words. I want to see out. you be brave. Yeah. Yo, fireworks. That song is so good. Do I know how, <laughs> or how firework, does that one go? Whatever it is. Uh, cause baby, you're a firework. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, All these fires moving one. in and taking our jobs. Firework. I don't know. What do you want from me? <laughs> is this what That's you want? Great song. Is this what you want? Okay. Um, should we move on to the next song? Dead, dead with a exclamation mark. Lots of punctuation in these titles. So many punctuation. Cameron, have you heard the news that you're dead? Have you heard the good news, uh, what? Cameron? <laughs> they don't know they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> when they're around, it gets cold. Uh, yeah. If you get to heaven, I'll be here waiting, babe. Does he mean here in heaven? I don't know. Did you get what you deserve? Uh, the end, and if your life won't wait, then your heart can't take this. Mm, this seems some kind of like filler words in there. Yep. Um... I, I mean this. I really mean it this time. <laughs> <laughs> this time, for reals, I mean it, you got You guys, have you heard the news that you're dead? No one ever had much nice to say. Aw. I think they never liked you anyway. Aw. <coughs> oh, take me from the hospital bed. Wouldn't it be grand? It ain't exactly what you planned. And wouldn't it be great if we were dead? Oh, dead. Wouldn't it be great if we were dead? <laughs> and we wouldn't have to wait so long. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't, man, we wouldn't have to wait so long if we were just dead right now. I think um, if Smash Mouth taught us, anything, taught us anything, it's that sort of rhetorical questions are the ultimate like lazy lyric writing um mm. i don't remember any specific examples but this this Cameron, is like a lot of smash think, mouth energy I think you mean to Wouldn't say it be grand i think you mean to say isn't it true that uh rhetorical questions are the laziest form of expressing yourself <laughs> okay <laughs> all right uh yucks yuck yucking it up this, it's all i got cameron I, I i didn't read these lyrics i don't know what they're about I'm just, this is what I'm reduced to. Just like staying, saying all the stupid shit that comes into my head, which is totally different from how I usually do things on this podcast. Oh. Uh, another thing that's really lazy is uh, the, uh, y- using words that all have the same ending, like in the bridge. And in my honest observation during this operation, oh, no. found a complication in your heart. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, that's not great. Like, that kind of rhyming is a real bummer. Yeah. Although, if I remember right, they're, like, campy and kitschy enough in this song that I kind of forgive it. Because it feels, like, more self-aware and, like, uh, tongue-in-cheek than their last album was, you know? So, I I might give that one to them. Yeah. uh, 
You know, I have a sound sample and it's labeled the end, but I actually think it's from this song. Um, it says the end, very ELO or polyphonic spree. Oh, well, let's find out. I think out. it's from this song and I think it might be that bridge. Okay. Oh, especially those background vocals at the end. Oh man, yeah. let's let's listen to that uh, the last part. Let's not fade it out. Let's just have it end abruptly so we can hear it. Yeah, that's so ELO. Yeah, e- electric light <laughs> orchestra that is. So I think that helps deliver the kind of like you said kitschy lyrics. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll let, I'll let them have it. I'm feeling generous today. Oh, thanks, Nathan. Not towards you, Cameron. <laughs> it's it's me, Gerard Way. <laughs> oh, Thank no. you. It's been Gerard Way this whole time. He's been dead the whole time, and he didn't even know it. I guess that makes me Haley Joe Osment. Oh, by the way, speaking of um, Gerard Way and dying, and whether or not he's a vampire or not, or whether or not he ages, I've seen some pictures of him recently, and boy, has he aged a lot. And that is that oh, really? isn't a like. <laughs> Yeah, he he no longer looks like a sixteen-year-old. Okay, I'm I'm go- <laughs> he looks fine. Searching. I'm just saying he looks his age. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, there it is. Uh, Gerard Way. Yeah, he's got, he's gotten like kind of that scruff. His his face is a little bit more uh, doughy. Uh, uh, that's pejorative. <sighs> yeah, maybe. I don't but- want to fat shame Gerard Way. He's always had like a round, round features, but like I feel like he really looks like a comic book author, which he is. <laughs> like yeah. in his Netflix panels for like Umbrella Academy, he looks mm-hmm. like a like a comic book he guy. He actually <laughs> looks like Haley Joel Osment a little bit now. They're sort of converging. <laughs> well, um, I last thing I saw Haley Joel Osment in. I mean, he he has a bigger beard, Haley Joel. Uh, last thing I saw him in was uh, the movie Tusk, which was very bad. I think I brought it to the Ooh, box and just like ripped it a new one. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Gerard Way is no longer a vampire. He got better. Yeah. <laughs> he got that cure that you can get in Skyrim if you don't want to be a vampire anymore. Oh, man. <sighs> Every time people bring up Skyrim's vampire mod, I get so salty because that was the thing that majorly crashed and destroyed my save game Ugh, makes me so mad you say a mod it's well, not a mod can't you just be a vampire pack. in skyrim no nah, it's an expansion pack sorry not a mod it's an official mod i.e expansion pack oh i see i see and it's so fucking buggy anyway um someone any- write todd <laughs> yeah todd um yeah so who is singing this song? Presumably it is uh, sung at the patient because the chorus says, have you heard the news that you're dead? No one ever had much nice to say. I think they never liked you anyway. So who is singing this to the patient? Mm, ostensibly, like according to the genius contributors, uh, Gerard Way takes on the roles of Mother War, the patient, and the doctor in this song. I recognize one of those, but I believe all of them are extra textual. Uh, yeah, I think so. E- uh, Steven Spielberg's famous movie, E.T., the extra textual. 
Yeah, so it seems like it's... <laughs> it seems like it's... Uh, yeah, someone who's in heaven. Like, did you get what you deserve? Um, so I don't know how that would be Mother War or the Doctor. I don't even know who Mother War is. Or the Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the doctor I could figure out from the <laughs> the fact that we already have the patient. So maybe the doctor is the one treating them. This is what I call context clues because I'm uh, smart. It, it does it does deliver a little more of that that feeling that comes from you know juxtapo- juxtaposing celebration with death. Yeah, um, you can read it in this chorus. Have you heard the news that you're dead? No one ever had much nice to say. I think they never liked you anyway. Um, uh, oh, take me from the hospital bed. Wouldn't it be grand to take a pistol by the hand? And wouldn't it be great if we were dead? Um, I think what they're trying to communicate here is, uh, isn't it great that you no longer have to be like on earth where everything kind of sucks? It's like a... Swing slow, swing low, sweet hatchet. <laughs> swing slow, sweet hatchet. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is a very triumphant chorus. It's very anthemic. Like, yeah, we're dead. Yeah. Woohoo! La 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 la. Well, come on. La 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 la. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> Do the zombie slide. If life ain't just a joke, then why are we laughing? Hmm. I mean,. There's more of those rhetorical questions. I feel like you're the best one equipped to answer that, whoever is the character <laughs> that is expressing that from that viewpoint. Uh, okay. Do you want to move on to a different song? What next? Let's talk about the sharpest lives. The sharpest <coughs> lives. <laughs> They did exactly the same thing that Pink does in the song Blow Me, parentheses, One Last Kiss. They really... Oh, Pink does that? Yeah. She has a song where she's like, Blow Me, One Last Kiss. Man, we gotta do Pink. Yeah, dude. I, I Do you remember when we talked about doing Pink? I did. I mean, I do remember that. You should that. do that. <laughs> yeah. I did remember and I still <laughs> am remembering it. Um, Great. <laughs> Uh, it's also the recurring, you know, we're always talking about a mighty wind. <laughs> a mighty wind is blowing you and me. I don't know if you, yeah. I won't do yeah. the sound sample. Everyone's heard it a thousand times. But it's, it, a, it's a good goof, though. Instead, I'll say. A little baby. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> monkey see monkey do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to collect those a little oh, bit more boy. so I have them at, at, my, at my arsenal. I think just for that reason, like we should cover Dave Matthews bands for a season just because it's going to be all, all mama loves meow moments. <laughs> totally. There's some of those on this album though. I think you sound sampled a few. Yeah. I got at a least couple. one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what is this song about? Well, um, it is hard to. I mean, it's that the you know brightest lights burn the 
fastest? Is that or <laughs> that's the brightest how, fire? That's that, how it goes. <laughs> Nailed it. Let me look it up. Got it in one. <laughs> brightest fires burn. Is this a? Oh, it's. You know, this is a Lao Tzu quote. Oh, I didn't know Who's if I knew Tzu? that. Who's Lao Tzu? The flame he... that burns twice as bright burns half as long. Hopefully that's actually from... From Lao Tzu? Uh, well, he's not a real person anyway. He's yeah. just a historical amalgamation. Um, that's, there you go. Yeah. I, I am so uh, enchanted by when people try to quote uh, an aphorism and just get it kind of wrong. Um, yeah. I hope my, my, my wife is Fool a, me once <laughs> <laughs> Fool me twice You don't, you don't get fooled Shame again <laughs> uh, I hope my wife is My wife is okay with uh, Me calling her out for this one That she said recently It was late at night and she was trying to quote that um, Old aphorism about if a tree falls in the forest But what she said was If a tree falls in the forest And there's no one around to hear Did it really fall? which i'm very genuinely uh enchanted by yeah that's some like quantum theory show it's like schrodinger's tree (laughs) (laughs) uh also that that whole aphorism is extremely um anthropocentric i think totally yeah yeah it's it's uh it's like uh solipsistic to the human race Oh uh, yeah. Unless There's unless other things unless with ears. we're being anthropocentric and we're misinterpreting the aphorism when it says no one's around to hear, maybe no one is supposed to refer to any being at all. But then you'd have to It's just like a post apocalyptic. Yeah, I like, guess you'd have to like wasteland. imagine a completely empty forest that has no Yeah. There's no life. Other all the trees beings. are dead and the tree falls. Yeah. Maybe it's a forest mm. of skyscrapers. Hmm. Hmm. After the apocalypse. Hmm. Hmm. Twist. I guess it really is profound. <laughs> it's so profound. Fuck. Man, you can just keep going so deep with this phrase. <sighs> Speaking of going deep, let's go deep on this song. Give me a shot to remember, and you can take away all the pain from me. Take all the pain away from me. Your kiss and I will surrender. The sharpest lives are the deadliest to lead. Do you think that's true? Uh, I just like the, I just like the image. This, you know, the sharpest lives. I, I kind of like that more than I know. It's the same metaphor, basically, but, um, you know what's better than this is a Fiona Apple song. Um, Sounds plausible. Uh, yeah, <laughs> surprising no one. Um, Fiona Apple, Dole Tool. Yeah, she's I love got that this computer great company lyric. that she ran for a while. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you're getting a Dole <laughs> Tool. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, her her lyric is. Cause you're more likely to get cut with a dull tool than a sharp one. And it's uh, about uh, oh, it's, romance. Uh, a dull tool. I know what that means. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's, maybe it is. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. There's um, a lot of different ways you could read that. 
it's a cool song though because she it's it's with uh, the Punch Brothers. Oh, that's great! I also like it that so you get that uh, the that you get all the joy of listening to to Punch Brothers without having to listen to Chris Thiele's an obnoxious voice and think <laughs> about his personality. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you're you're real uh, not a hater, but you're definitely a criticizer of this Chris Thiele. I also like that that Fiona Apple metaphor uh, actually works on a um, literal level because it is true that, you know, the a dull knife is more dangerous than a sharp one. Yeah, which is why I think this MCR, you know, quote is, that, or this lyric is like, well, I don't know if they are the deadliest, the sharpest lives. Yeah, I, I, I ha- kind of have to know what the sharpest lives means, like on a literal level. It kind of reminds me of um, that that phrase that was in every movie for like a decade, where it's like, the night's always darkest before the dawn. What? No, no, it isn't. What? <laughs> so, I mean... It's not this... literally true. Maybe it's Maybe it's like metaphorically true but it's not on a literal level it's not it well it raises the question isn't the definition of the dawn like literally when it like starts getting brighter uh no that's like i think dawn is when the sun actually comes above the horizon listeners write in and (laughs) uh, no don't write in i got this um no, okay, I just Googled dawn, and the Google definition is oh. the first appearance of light in the sky before sunrise. Oh, Wikipedia even says that it's the beginning of twilight before sunrise. So there's a morning twilight. I don't even think about that. Whoa. So, like, if, if, if that is your definition, and it seems to be a common definition of dawn, then yes, it is always darkest before the dawn. Is it... Aaron Eckhart was right. I don't in think Batman. so. <laughs> is it now? I'm just googling. Is it actually darkest in back in Batman? The Joker the, strikes. The Joker. The Joker is twisted. Oh, Freakonomics has an article about it. Here we go. <clears throat> Why does Freakonomics have a take on this? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Apparently, it's the earliest known version of the saying is from Thomas Fuller's A Pisgah Site of Palestine from 1650. Uh, oh, but they just talk about, ugh, come on. They just talk about where it comes from. They don't actually ask about whether it's real. Oh, here we go. Reddit asks science this- thread. Here we go. The top, top voted, uh, person who is apparently an expert in black holes, binary evolution and accretion says, nope, that's just a motivational saying intended as metaphor and not a description of nature. Apart from twilight, when the sky is lighter and ignoring man-made lights and weather, the brightness of the night sky is determined mostly by the phase of the moon. This frickin' nerd over here. (laughs) Yeah, but I think that's kind of, like, obviously, that's true, but but on a night-to-night basis, you know, like, obviously each night is going to be a differently bright, but, like, the, the, the moonlight isn't necessarily going to Hmm. Well, here we go. Here's someone. I don't who know. Says, How much is the moon moving in the night sky? I don't know. Is there a moon rise and moon's moon set? There's someone on that thread who says on a moonless away from a city, the night is darkest at or just after the real midnight in the north in the summer. This is very obvious. <coughs> when the sun is furthest below okay. the horizon, the least light reaches the higher portions of the atmosphere. That seems to make sense. It seems like, yeah, yeah the, when the sun is as far away from you, which would be the exact midpoint 
uh, between. How's this short? How's this short episode going for you? <laughs> Shut up! This is important. You're the one who requested a short episode. This is episode. important. <laughs> I will spend yeah, as much it is time of as this needs. importance. I agree. <laughs> well, mostly because I need to prove you wrong, and that's really the important thing. I need to be right. That's all right. that's all that I care about. Also, I, I didn't read the lyrics of the album, so I, I, uh, I, I'm easily distracted. Uh, Sharpest Lives are the deadliest. I'm, I'm done talking about this oh, song. Okay. <laughs> cool. You want to talk about uh, Mama? You've got a few sound samples for that. Uh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Let's talk about Mama. Sometimes I get like a little bit of a Scissor Sisters vibe on this album, which uh, I like. Who are the Scissor Sisters? They they have a a song that's fairly famous, but the one I really like is called um, I Can't Decide. Um, Yeah, they, oh man, they have uh, their song I Don't Feel Like Dancing has 50 million listens on Spotify. Holy shit. Uh, Why do you want to talk about this song? Easy having yourself a good time. Okay, I guess I'll fade it out. That song makes me really happy. <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, that is the song I Can't Decide from Scissor Sisters. Uh, yeah, Mama. Uh, well, I saw that you had sound samples of it. That's why I want to talk about it. And uh, this is supposedly... All right, well, there's a Mama Loves Meow yeah, <laughs> moment uh, in this song. It's also supposedly uh, about the character Mother War, which was mentioned in that second uh, song, that's Death, nothing. that I, I still don't really understand. Um, but you want to do the Mama Loves Meow? Ah, uh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Mama, we're all gonna die. So, uh, this seems to be a sort of a confrontation between uh, the patient and the patient's literal mom, um, like trying to talk with the mom before before death like have a like a a last attempt at reconciliation or something Mm -hmm. and uh it's it seems like the patient is trying to say like all right can we just get past the the whole thing where like i'm gonna die so that we can actually have a connection Mm -hmm. um it's like uh she's too upset or something i don't know I think I don't know. It's a little confusing. Yeah, it's it's confusing. I think it may work better if you read it as him literally addressing the concept of war. Uh when we go, don't blame us. We'll let the fires just bathe us. You made us oh so famous. We'll never let you go. And when you go, don't return to me, my love. Um So if this is literally like addressed to the concept of war, I think that I don't know. I don't know. Did you get a sound sample of Liza Minnelli in this song? Oh, this is the one that has Liza Minnelli? And if you would call me your sweetheart, that maybe then she 
That's it? They just have her show up for two lines? Isn't that weird? Yeah, and it's they're not actually there very good There was a line lines. that was the only spot on the record that I wanted a guest vocal. I wanted a voice to finally talk back to me, and I wanted somebody kind of motherly, but who was also a survivor, had been through a lot, but was rooted in the theater, and so she was in. She was the first person that came to mind. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, they made it happen. Wow. Um, and if you would call me a sweetheart, I'd maybe then sing you a song. Those feel like kind of throwaway lines. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like... Um, I feel like... Let's, let me just say this as a very general uh, principle. I feel like most rock operas would be better served if they were much more like operas in the sense that they had different people singing different characters and uh, actually yeah. made the plot clear. Um, that, that being said, I do, I do enjoy this album enough that I'm kind of just like willing to go along with the discursive lyrics in the same way that I am not super bothered by the weird Dadaist uh, surrealism of John Cale's Paris 1919. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, yeah, I feel, like I said, I'm in a generous mood and the album has like enough humor and campiness and self-awareness and it's just, it's fun. I don't know. I'll give it to them. All right. They got it. They got it. You want to listen to the ending of this song? Yes. Yes. I think there's like a klezmerish. Oh, that's also Liza. Doing a little cry. Yeah. Getting her cry on. I don't know if that's actually klezmer. Um, mm, it's like a vaguely Eastern European, like yeah, uh, yeah. I would say almost like I don't know. I don't know enough about the the various folk musics of Europe to say. Uh, although I did, I, yeah, and I don't know if the people who recorded this do either. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's be. supposed to be a sort of pastiche of like a Roma. Yeah. Kind of sound. Yeah. It's, so I don't really know. I don't know. If, if they had gone several more steps, they would have edged it right into like casual gypsy racism, probably. Um, but they, they don't uh, like. It's not. They don't. It's not hard to yeah. do. <laughs> um, although the, the way they kind of like. You, they just had like a fortune teller like at the end <laughs> or something. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of got a little bit of a Tom Waits vibe on this song a little bit. Because he likes to dabble in the sort of like Eastern European uh, idioms. In casual gypsy racism. Well, no, no. <laughs> well, does he? I actually don't. I can't think of a time when he does that. Uh, he no. does do a lot of like uh, mentioning of the races of people. <clears throat> like there is, he's always talking about half Puerto Rican Chinese and uh, various other people well, i've never really listened to him that much really i thought you were you were really into tom waits no uh i like a lot of the things i've heard um but yeah i've only had one real exposure to him uh me and my friend kyle were house sitting uh or i was house sitting and he came over to like hang out and we watched a four-hour bootleg like concert uh, compilation video Ooh. DVD of Tom Waits. That's it was so like hell, dog. Uh, a bunch of his like 
one-man show stuff and interviews and uh yeah it was really cool but it was uh, just like really bizarre and like i don't think we were drinking either we were just like sitting like on the couch like watching this four-hour thing we watched it all the way through (laughs) it's pretty entertaining that sounds great was he doing his cookie monster voice the whole time uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah his his more recent like live stuff he's very cookie monstery even if he's not that way on the record um, like his live album that he came out with in 2011 is like pure cookie monster. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I appreciate Tom Waits. Um, I think he has a great ear for songwriting and melody. And, uh, I like that he, he kind of typifies in a way the backwards looking, um, like hipster revivalism of wanting, uh, of like, you know, Mumford and Sons or something where it's like, oh, let's just all wear suspenders and hats and the dream of the 1890s. Like, in a way, he kind of typifies that, but I think he's constantly critiquing it also. Interesting. Yeah. He, hmm. like, focuses on the sordid and uh, squalid and dirty parts of life, and it often is a little bit anachronistic, but in a way that demonstrates that, uh, you know, a hundred years ago, it wasn't all sunshine and roses, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he's like actually like a a storyteller. Right, yeah. He's not just Mumford and Sons. He's not just appropriating an aesthetic. Right, yeah. There's something to say. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, Mumford and Sons. Oh, Mumford and Sons. <laughs> I remember the two of us having like a three-hour conversation one time where I was yeah, just like shitting I, on them I, and their production. I was trying to defend them. You know, at that time... I mean, they're in a small way responsible for me picking up the banjo because Hmm. that was during the time when the banjo was having a pop renaissance. And I think I was a lot more susceptible to, you know, like we're talking about in this album uh, earlier, we were saying like they're asking us to have fun, like My Chemical Romance in this album. Like, they're doing a bunch of fun things on purpose. Um, So, when people ask for that, I'm like, okay, yes, you're, you're like, holding out your hand saying, play with me. Fine, I will (laughs) do that. And I appreciate the the request. But Mumford & Sons is doing something a little more akin to what you would find in a modern church service, which is, like, feel something. Right. Um, And at the time... I was very susceptible to that. Uh, and by no coincidence, I was also very involved in church and my Mumford and sons is a, is a very Christian. I mean, I think they are Christians and they're writing basically Christian songs. Like most of the time, like it's basically like, um, uh, yeah, worship music. Uh, a lot of it's explicitly about God. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I think I was, yeah, a lot more susceptible to that kind of thing um, at the time. But since then, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, I no longer, I, I'm, I am now um, suspicious of people who are trying to elicit an, a, a, a strong, emotion out of me Mm -hmm. if i feel like they're just trying to do that or if their main service that they offer is to get that out of you right um and because yeah i don't want just a a sort of um i I don't know i 
I don't go to, I don't go to music like for that necessarily. Like, and I, I, I feel like that's a troubling way to look at art is like, Oh, I need to feel a certain way. So I'm going to like get this feeling like, like it's like taking a pill or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think at the time I was mostly just reacting to the production because it's produced to sound like Christian music, like worship music. Yeah. It, it's the, it's uh, shrink wrapped in the same way that uh, like Christian music is generally. Yeah. And you know, and I wouldn't necessarily mind it if, if they were better songwriters, like, uh, but at the time you were like, pointing out all of these things. I'm like, I don't know. I can't necessarily defend this, but I want to like it. And now it's like, okay, I get it. Like, (laughs) you know, they're, they're speaking in a bunch of idioms that don't exist. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like saying like, uh, you'll spend your time biting your own neck. It's like, wait, what? (laughs) Is that an idiom? I don't think (laughs) that's a lyric that they have. It's like, I don't think that's a real idiom, but they're like bluffing that maybe it is, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, <laughs> all of their lyrics are like that. So, and then they, and then they are they're constantly going whoa whoa whoa, and it's like, or just have an instrumentalist that can play a melody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and play a cool melody. Like if you want a melodic break that doesn't have lyrics, just have an instrumentalist in your band that plays an actual melody, because they're all just like do da 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 do da 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 do da 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 do da da da. Uh, four yeah, on the floor pretty basic although i i do have to say i really appreciate them and their ability to laugh at themselves when they made that music video that had will forte and justin bateman and was bill Hader in that too jason bateman J- yeah yeah they got them all together basically just as a group uh, jason sudeikis mm-hmm. will forte um ed helms, helms. Is he different from Jason Sudeikis? And, um, I swear they're the same person. J- no, Ed Helms, Jason Sudeikis, Jason Bateman, and Will Forte. Yeah, and they basically um, just like and it's revealed about like them. a minute in that it's that it's not Mumford and Sons performing, and it, it at first it seems like it's exactly a Mumford and Sons video, like it's very believable. But right. by the end, like they're they're smashing their beards together, making out, and they're doing like a chorus line with, and they all have banjos. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they, it's really funny. Yeah, it's great, it, and it's it's basically an entire video that just like shits on and makes fun of Mumford and Sons the entire time. And I think it's it was really like bold for Mumford and Sons to have that be their official video. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, when. Um, Kanye West had uh, Zach Galifianakis. Right, but that was that was like that the, video. the only the um, it was like an official video, but it was like like the secondary official video. So it was like not the main one. So it, was, it wasn't yeah. quite as quite as uh, bold, I think. Anyway, this is uh, very far afield of this song, yeah. Mama. <laughs> We've talked about what four songs now. Every everyone should go to Mumford and Sons uh, website, which is just mumfordandsons.com, and it's just the <laughs> the video is them on a beach, and then it's panning past, and then Mumford is just like they're all looking cool, but then the Marcus Mumford is just uh, looking at the camera and waving like hi, <laughs> hey it's everybody, really funny. <laughs> and he, he's not even he's doing yeah. that weird like little kid wave where you kind of like cup your hand. Or like slap your fingers against your palm without <laughs> really actually cute. moving your hand. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. Oh, uh, 
Oh, man. It's, just, it's a really weird shot. Mumford and Sons. <laughs> oh, man. They have so many oh, videos. Boy. Whoa. Whoa. I wonder if there's still a rock band. Like, they started just, like, playing non-acoustic music at, at a certain point. Yeah, here's one from the Jimmy Fallon show where I see people playing keyboards, and I three, see three electric guitars and an electric bass and a drum kit. Oh, yeah. There's a black person in this video. Oh, yeah. Wona. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, uh, what now? You want to talk about uh, another song? <laughs> yeah, we, we should talk about teenagers if for no other reason than there's a friends in low places ah. moment. <laughs> Is that it? was that the uh the friends of low places the like little uh vibra slap well the chorus definitely sounds like that um like it the chorus sounds the exact same except for you know with a different vocal delivery mm-hmm. but the melody sounds the same but there's a there's a like a gang vocal acapella part mm-hmm. as well do you ah, want to play that i see what you mean yes <laughs> break it down there it is. I think that's a really interesting chorus, like the lyrics. How did lyrics go? Teenagers scare the living shit out of me. They could care less as long as someone will bleed. Well, so darken your clothes or strike a violent pose. Maybe they'll leave you alone, but not me. So what, what you missed was that the, the, the first words are they said, and then uh, genius at least has quotes that cover the, the first two lines. All teenagers scare the living shit out of me. They could care less as long as someone will bleed. And then that's where a genius ends the quotation mark. Um, so who knows yes. if that's accurate, accurate. And then the rest of the chorus, so darken your clothes or strike a violent pose. Maybe they'll leave you alone, but not me would be the character continuing. Um, but it's also unclear who they is. They said all teenagers scare the living shit out of me. Yeah, I I can't tell who the speaker is in this song. Um, yeah, they talk about like uh, trying to get you get you to enlist. I think mm-hmm. another cog in the murder machine. Your asp- uh they're gonna rip up your heads. Your aspiration to shreds. Um, they're talking about uh, education. They're gonna clean up your looks with all the lies in the books to make a citizen out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, uh, talk about it's a little bit mental illness, pharmacy. Yeah, it's it's kind of a um, I was gonna say like a little bit of like a JD Salinger, like Catcher in the Rye thing of teenagers seeing the hypocrisy and the shittiness of adult society and just they're all a bunch of phonies, yeah, basically, and feeling like oh, they're trying to make me conform to this like horrible system. 
They're going to clean up your looks with all the lies in the books to make a citizen out of you because they sleep with a gun and keep an eye on you, son, so they can watch all the things you do. Hey, speaking of uh, Catcher in the Rye, uh, I always really appreciated in that book how instead of saying horny um, or aroused, he says, um, I'm sexy. He says, I'm feeling pretty sexy. (laughs) Not... I'm feeling sexy, which is like, I think is really adorable. Yeah. Uh, and Theo does something similar. He's constantly talking about he, how horny he is. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> when, uh, when he eats food that is spicy, he says, this makes me spicy. <laughs> <laughs> which is, uh, and a great, a great goof. I thought you were going to say, this makes me sexy. No. <laughs> Man, this spicy food is making no, me feel this so makes sexy. Me have a hard time on the toilet. <laughs> More like, <laughs> oh boy, does it ever? Yeah, um, yeah, it is right now. Yeah. Oh, right, you're on the toilet I'm right now. You're podcasting the from the toilet. <laughs> it's a bold new move. It's the final frontier. Hmm. So there, I think there's more of the emo label eschewing going on uh, here. So darken your clothes or strike a violent pose. Maybe they'll leave you alone, but not me. Um, I think there's something critical in there about teenagers. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure, though. What Grammatically, how do you scan this? Maybe they'll leave you alone, but not me. Does that mean they won't leave me alone even if they leave you alone or does it mean maybe they'll leave you alone but i won't leave you alone yeah so darken your clothes or strike a violent pose maybe they'll leave you alone it's it it kind of seems like grammatically like he's saying um society and adults will leave you alone if you act like an emo like they won't try to approach you because you'll look less approachable, but I'm going to confront you. Ah, there's also, but I'm not really sure why. I don't know. There's also the suggestion that there might be a school shooting brewing in verse two, the boys and girls in the click, the awful names that they stick. You've, you're never going to fit in much kid, but if you're troubled and hurt, what you got under your shirt will make them pay for the things that they did, which I would imagine is like a gun. All the other kids with the pumped up kicks. Yeah. Oh shit! There's a gif from the uh, the music video where Gerard Way is losing his shit, and a bunch of cheerleaders with gas masks on are um, miming shooting him with some sort of baton. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> What's more fun than school shootings? Yeah, I feel like I don't know. It's this song seems like it's trying to go for some social commentary and it gets part of the way there, but doesn't really pull it off for me. Yeah, the 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 genius contributors say that this is a song about how how he relates to teenagers, but now he's also old enough to be scared of teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the song was written by Gerard when he was on a subway and had a panic attack because there were so many teenagers riding on it as well. Oh, well, <laughs> that's very relatable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, that's funny. He remembers how when uh, he was a teenager, quote, grownups would be scared of him for no reason. <laughs> are you are you scared of teenagers, Nathan? Uh, if there's a big group of them, it make me kind of nervous. I, I had this one experience in Philly 
where <laughs> I was riding uh, home from uh, Germantown uh, through Kensington, and there was a group of maybe like to 10 uh, kids on on bikes and they were just sort of weaving all around i think we were on lehigh and uh and they were slowing the car down and uh i was getting like annoyed and like a little bit like feeling a little bit nervous because they were act it was all boys and they right. were acting in a way that was like pretty reckless and i was like are they gonna like fuck with me uh and then i honked the horn because they were like I don't want to run them over and I want them to disperse. And, uh, they like slowed down <laughs> and like made me stop. And I was like, fuck, what did I do? Like there, I just like uh -oh. egged them on. And this one boy like came up to the hood of the car uh -oh. and he, and he like made eye contact with me. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. What is he going to do? So I was like getting nervous. And then he, <laughs> He did this like lounge singer, like, like he just laid himself on the hood of the car and just like did like, like as if you were on like a piano and, and it just totally disarmed me because it was fucking funny as hell. It was like a perfect bit. Oh I was like, God. all right, you're harmless. You're just having fun. Oh, I'm getting, so I'm getting like really anxious listening to this. Honestly, that sounds terrifying. That sounds like a car It wasn't until he did that was about to happen jesus yeah well i was afraid yeah i was like fuck like what's going on like yeah these unsupervised like uh middle schoolers middle i think middle schoolers scare me the most yeah i think any <laughs> like any 12 year olds uh, fuck that <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> terrible age <laughs> i think any young like young it's usually young men but yeah it's all it's almost 100 percent young men but any any like young person who is uh, flaunting the social contract in even a small way, like makes me super nervous if they're like, yeah, you know, playing music on the bus or whatever. I'm just like, well, who knows what they're capable of? If they're going to break that rule, what else are they going to do? <laughs> uh, which is a little bit silly. And, but also like, I think in general, I've gotten much more distrusting and anxious around strangers ever since I got stabbed by one. The, well man. yeah we'll give you that yeah. <laughs> a young man stabbed me and i was like now i'm kind of nervous about young men i don't know if he was a teenager he might have been yeah. yeah in any case uh yeah teenagers and i feel like we barely got through any of these songs because i was mostly just I, I i unilaterally decided i was going to talk about mumford and sons or whatever instead of this album and i feel like we're giving it short shrift even well, though i like this album a lot should we should we talk about uh, Black Parade? I don't have any sound samples, but do you have like the Welcome to the Black Parade you sample mean? from the song? Uh, yeah. Okay. The titular yeah, song. The titular song. So this song begins with those intro lyrics that Cameron started reciting at the very beginning of this episode. When I was a young boy, my father took me to the city to see a marching band, etc., etc. Why does? Oh uh, yeah, and there's like a marching band drum behind it. Do you want to just play the first fourteen oh, seconds sure. of the song? Yeah. I think that I think the lyrics yeah. start right away. This is kind of a pretty melody. Yeah. It's sort of a Pachelbel's Canon style. Mm -hmm. 
turnaround. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city. All this is great. Mm-hmm. But then said, this next part. You grow up, would you be the This is all what is this? <laughs> this is too much. The the, the lyrics. Yeah. The <laughs> I wish it was actually said, just a um defeat them. Your demons. Uh an actual mundane conversation. Yeah. I think that would be like a lot more powerful. Yeah. Cause he just immediately starts saying completely insane things to his son. Yeah. Son, when you grow it's, up, would you be the savior of the broken, the beaten, and the damned? Cameron, have you ever asked uh, your son that? Have you ever asked Theo if he will grow up to be the savior of the broken, the beaten, and the damned? No, if this was about me and him, it, me and my son, it would be like, and then we ate hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kept begging for some ice cream. And I said, you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have that ice cream it'll make you really poop sick <laughs> and it'll be sad for everyone poop sick that's that's a single word isn't it i'm just imagining it i got spelled. that word from um do you ever watch baby cakes that like uh internet cartoon uh, series um no maybe like a you little should watch bit, baby cakes yeah poop sick yeah um, he talks about getting poop sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. So I guess you've never had yeah. the talk with your son then. Will you defeat them? About your demons the and all the, the non-believers, the plans that they have made? You know, I we make fun of this, but my my dad like gets like super lofty about this kind of shit all the time. And I think you've had similar <laughs> conversations with your dad about like how like you know dads dads get lofty especially like christian dads yeah it's true i'll just be like having a conversation with him and then all of a sudden he just like gets like cosmic i'm like all right i just want to talk about taxes and hot dogs <laughs> i just need and your advice sick <laughs> on this very practical thing yeah yeah <clears throat> So, uh, the rest of the song, sometimes I get the feeling she's watching over me and other times I feel like I should go and through it all the rise and fall, the bodies in the streets. And when you're gone, we want you all to know we'll carry on. We'll carry on. And though you're dead and gone, believe me, your memory will carry on. We will carry on. And in my heart, I can't contain it. The anthem won't explain it. So it's like, you can little meta meta there. This is an anthem. Yeah. And we just, we're singing an anthem now. (laughs) Yeah. You could criticize this for being like a little bit cliched um, because it's the kind of sentiment that has existed in many songs or movies, any kind of work of art. But uh, I feel like they they mostly earn it. Like, again, with the pretty melody, the pretty music and um, the sort of anthemic like we'll carry on thing. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's nearly as effective as the end. Yeah. Because I think the end has a lot better, better lines. In I it. think you're right. Yeah, but and I don't. It is basically this. the same. Yeah, uh, a world that sends you reeling I, from decimated dreams. Your misery and hate will kill us all. So paint it black and take it back. Let's shout it loud and clear. 
defiant to the end we hear the call to carry on it's like what are you talking what are you talking about (laughs) yeah i think if this whole i think if this whole song was just like a like a literal scene about him and his dad Mm -hmm. um at a parade and then just describing things in the parade in a way that like hints at loftiness i think would be a lot better i don't know Mm -hmm. i think the setup is really good the the instrumentation is great that when it turns into a rock song, I like that pretty well, but apparently Jay-Z released a song called black parade on December 4th with samples, like a big chunk of this song or something. I just saw that. Wow. It starts with like the intro when I was a young boy. Let's see if we can find that. Can you play it? Yeah. Yeah. I I very much want to hear that on December. It's not on Spurterfer what then how can anyone listen to it youtube <laughs> is it on title <laughs> oh god it's probably on title damn it no it's probably on youtube you can find it uh there is a live version uh i guess we can take a look at it i don't want to party with y'all i want to no wait this y'all. isn't it it's just <laughs> it I? happens to have taken place on december 4th god damn it it's impossible to find all right well whatever all right Maybe maybe I'll drop in a sample or something. Find it. Find it. Well, maybe maybe we should let you go because you're about to go to your very first uh, old time fiddle convention, fiddle reunion, and I'm very excited for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a reunion. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Final thoughts. I really enjoyed this album and liked it a lot. As much as I didn't talk about it at all and we were not very comprehensive and we spent a lot of time making fun of the lyrics i still really enjoyed it <laughs> if you can believe what i say <laughs> how belied it is by what i did on this podcast but yeah this i enjoyed yeah it. there there are so many musical delights and um uh, that like the the sins that it commits lyrically and and poetically are um uh, uh, obscured yeah it's easier to like this mm-hmm. album because there's a lot of just fun stuff in it mm-hmm. yeah good stuff i'm really interested to see what their next their last next and last album is going to be yes it's uh what is it called yeah me as it's well it's got some weird like uh colon title it's all about colons uh danger days colon the true lives of the fabulous killjoys which sounds like even okay. more theatrical and kitschy, perhaps. And uh, I kind of like that they're going in that direction. I hope that it pays off for this next album. Yeah. yeah. This is definitely the the least uh, the, the least pings on the emo meter. This album. Yeah, that's true. And I think this is where they're tr- they're truly earning their non emo status. Right. I totally agree. And offering something that emos will appreciate, I think, um, but uh, ultimately something that's more powerful, which is like some earnest um, dealing with with uh, intense topics like death, um, but with this like yeah, like postmodern like irony and aloofness in there at the same time. Like, I think there's some good layers and I could see why, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Teenagers would like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it, which is not to say that emo as a genre is necessarily bad or, uh, can't be done well. It's just, I don't 
think My Chemical Romance uh, was at their best when they were at their most emo, like as, as a very narrowly I defined. Agree. And I agree. Actually, I'm. It makes me want to uh, listen to emo that is done well, but I don't. Don't yes. really know. Uh, please, please write in. You know, a great place to write in would be the Ooh, Discord. I like your segue there like that yeah. uh yeah sometimes we will do like live episodes on the discord like live recordings um when our internet's working well um but when it's not um it's a great place to chat about uh you know artist submissions or you know get feedback on on the show and um uh maybe i'll just like read a little bit uh one of our uh discord uh, our discorders discordance um who goes by Ian uh, uh, responded to what I was talking about, um, you know, uh, sonic dis- dissonance between two tones mm-hmm. in the last episode. And Ian said, I've always called that dissonant rubbing a throb. <laughs> uh, I've done a lot of sound experiments with tones oh, oh. that are just a few hertz off from each other. It's one of my favorite aural <laughs> effects. Uh, can make your head feel like it's buzzing your head. Ah, head. So uh, maybe I inserted a few more quotations than I should have, but uh, I, I appreciated that feedback. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then um, someone on uh, on the Discord said, um, petition to replace Discord with an official uh, Tote BS Minecraft Hell server. Hell yeah, dog. Oh, man. <laughs> so that might be happening at Ooh, some point. We should, see, we should look into that. Um yeah yeah stay tuned we might see if we could do a little bit of that that would be so much fun yeah all right have fun (laughs) all right well until next week with our final mcr episode you can visit us online at boxset.website email us at email at boxset.website or just go to our discard which is discord which is probably the best way to contact us i swear i'm going to get back on there at some point i i've gotten into that thing where i I'm such a completionist that I feel like I need to get caught up with everything that happened while I was away. And then it's just very overwhelming. So I think I just need to decide to not have to catch up in, even though I know I'll be missing out on some yeah, good don't, stuff, but don't try to do that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, if you want to support us directly, you can go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website, or, uh, you can just write us review on iTunes, click that jam, that star button, re- cram those letters to make the typed up review to, to tell everyone why you like us you can also listen to jam and cram jam us and, on okay. itunes uh you can also listen to cameron's other podcast get up in the cool which is and is about music usually old time fiddle and banjo appalachian music and uh until next week i've been nathan hunt and i'm pure cookie monster and I've been Cameron DeWitt, and I've got teenagers in low places. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Renting the car for the weekend for your first old time festival. It's true. Oh, man. Black Creek. I wish I was going to Black Creek. Black Creek rules. Black Creek rules. It's great. That's. I'm glad to hear that. It's such a great hang. That's awesome. We're excited. Check for ticks, though. Oh, like that song. Is that a song? 
I want to check you for ticks. Oh my god, is that real? 